0: Welcome to this week's episode of Business Wise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. I don't know about you, the listener, but I have certainly been enjoying these discussions of each of the points of group sanity as outlined by L. Ron Hubbard in his brilliant article, Group Sanity dated 14 December 1970. But of all the points we have covered so far, I don't think I have looked forward to going over any of them as much as I'm looking forward to talking about this next one. All these points from Mr. Hubbard are exposing how truly nuts is the current culture, but this one, I would say, is particularly timely, given some of the insanity that's going on, and that is the subject of utilization. Now, if we check in with Mr. Oxford... It says here to utilize means make practical and effective use of. Make practical and effective use of. And they give an example here. Vitamin C helps your body utilize the iron present in your diet. I didn't know that. So that would mean the word utilization would be one, give the definition here, the action of making practical and effective use of something. So then it would be the action of doing that. Steps to increase the utilization of resources. Now that comes from early 19th century French utilisé from Italian utilizzare from util, which is uh, Latin utilis, from UT to use, UT to use. Okay, so Mr. Hubbard's definition for the term utilization is very specific, and he defines it as, quote, the actions for which personnel have been trained are the actions being performed. So that's Mr. Hubbard's definition of utilization, at least as far as personnel is concerned. The actions for which personnel have been trained are the actions being performed. So you don't have someone who's trained as a dental assistant, for instance, uh, doing your bill collecting for you. That would be a misutilization. So utilization would mean, okay, she's a dental assistant or he's a dental assistant and they're assisting the dentist. That would be utilization. Okay. So here's what Mr. Hubbard says in this. Number four. Remember, we've been covering these points of group sanity one by one. The first one was hiring. That was a few episodes ago. Number two is training. Number three was apprenticeships. Now we're up to number four out of the 11 points of group sanity. And this one is utilization. And he says here, in industries, governments, and armed services, as well as life itself, personnel are not utilized. A man trained for one thing. Is required to do something else, or his training is not used, or he is not used at all. And then in all capital letters, he gives this datum a third dynamic. Remember, third dynamic is the dynamic of groups, the urge to survive with and as groups. We all have that. He says, A third dynamic psychosis is failure to utilize people. End quote. I've had the opportunity many, many occasions in the last several decades of working with groups where um, I've had the opportunity to talk to, well, shall we call it a disgruntled employee who is leaving an organization and um, maybe the member has asked me to have a conversation with the employee. It's quite interesting how often there has been a disparity between what their function is and what their dreams are. What their their vision is for themselves. I'll give you an example. Let's say we have someone who's, uh, you know, in the uh, as we mentioned earlier. Maybe they're in the billing department. They're in the uh, accounting area, and they're uh, working there uh, diligently. They have some uh, work experience, perhaps in that area, so they got assigned that area. Or maybe there's somebody you know they needed somebody there, so they're working there. And you come to find out that all they've ever really wanted to do is to uh, counsel people, to help people, to work with people and help them with their problems. So well, that's interesting. We've stuck them in a back room somewhere where they're dealing with a bunch of numbers. And now they're leaving the employee because um, their, uh, their uh, love and their interests and the things that they're studying in their spare time and that they're interested in is more to do with dealing with people. Well, that's kind of nuts. Like... W- You know, uh, let's just presume for a moment that this organization has such a service where they're helping people and they're counseling people or taking care of people in some way or another. And here we have this person who is quite passionate on the subject and they're not able to get into that position. So they feel that they need to leave and study somewhere else and complete their training perhaps and then come back into an organization where they can be correctly utilized. Because their passions, their interests are being taken into consideration when they are being put to work, when they are being utilized, when they're being put to, what does Mr. Oxford say, practical and effective use. So I find this very common. Person comes in for a job or an interview or they want to work for you or they're interested in working for you or you're interested in them working for you. And the discussion of their training, their background, their interests, their purposes, that is not being taken into adequate account. Sometimes the employer will, you know, try to pull a fast one. And uh, the person says, well, you know, I'm really interested in uh, in sales. That's where I want to go. And they're not looking for a salesperson right now. Uh, they need somebody in uh, customer service. So they say, look, well, we'll start you in customer service. And as you get more and more familiarity with dealing with the customers, we'll swing you over to sales. How does that sound? And the guy goes, oh, I guess that's okay. So they put him in customer service and then forget about him, right? Okay. They're in customer service now. They're functioning fine there. We're just going to leave them there. No. Are they being correctly utilized? Are you correctly utilizing every single one of your team players? If you can't answer to yourself, what is their training? What are their interests? What are their purposes? What are their skills? If you, in their talents, if you can't answer those questions for yourself, you know, about every one of your employees, then, uh, or at least you can't get that information, there's a very, very good chance that these people are being misutilized. So Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this he says, people must be utilized, equipment must be utilized, space must be utilized. Learning to use is a very hard lesson for some. Untrained people, bad organization, poor machinery, inadequate space, all tend to send one off utilization, end quote. So we have untrained people. Let's all throw them at a problem. We're not, we're not utilizing them. We're not checking over their resources. All we know is we got a, we got a flap over here in sales so everybody on to sales or we have a flap over here and call in so that we can get people in for service so put everybody on call in or letter writing or whatever it is and that's also reflective of bad organization like what are the various different functions here here we have a person who has a very strong artistic bent they love decorating they love uh, aesthetics clearly they belong in the treasury department clearly they belong in you know in accounting or uh Let's make them. Uh, I need an assistant over here as my uh, chiropractic assistant. Set up the patient room for the next patient. So you know, here's a person. They have this talent in the area of aesthetics or arts. So what are we going to do? Let's put her in the let's put her in the finance area, naturally. Or let's have her um, here in uh, customer complaints. <laughs> let's have them you know take these phone calls you know from customers that aren't happy. You know wait a minute, this person has a skill in the arts, you know, maybe they're great at interior decoration, you know, the place looks like it's going to hell. And here we've got this resource here that's not being utilized correctly. You know, put that person in charge of organizational image, like get them to dress up all the employees, you know, or get them, put them in charge of your uh, signage or your marketing or your promotion or your advertising or something like that. You know, we're we're hiring all these marketing experts. And here we have this person sitting in our uh, finance area who loves nothing better than to design uh, promotion. Maybe they need a little more training, but that, that's where their penchant is. That's where their, their purposes are. That's where their bent is. And so why aren't we utilizing them? Why are we just using them because we think they're all just pieces of a machine that we can just plug in anywhere we want. Okay. So he says, again, I'll repeat that sentence because I'm going to come up here with a law. He says, learning to use is a very hard lesson for some untrained people, bad organization, poor machinery, inadequate space, all tend to send one off utilization. The rule is, if you've got it, use it. If you can't use it, get rid of it, end quote. So, I, I can think of an example right now in terms of spaces. You know, we're talking about people here, but I was in an organization and uh, they desperately needed a place to welcome new people and introduce them to their services to make them feel comfortable and, you know, a, a, a pleasant environment. And right near their uh, reception area, uh, in back of it, actually, were two beautiful rooms that could have been easily made over to uh, being such a space where people could be shown uh, a film or a video or uh, given a short lecture and so forth. And, uh, they were full of, uh, what's a, what's a technical word. I think it's junk. And it was just like, and, and I actually went in there, uh, in my, uh, I grabbed a couple of friends of mine and uh, we put on some jeans and we just cleared the whole place out, painted it up and made it a welcoming place. And next thing you know, it was full of people that's utilization of space you know what about equipment you have you know here's this what's this thing over here it's taking up half the room oh that's an old printing press you know we haven't uh yeah we don't you know i don't know something wrong with it we haven't been able to use it you know here they are that needing to promote they have a printing press in the back that's broken or not being utilized right well look at if you're not going to fix it if you're not going to deal with it get rid of it that's 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 half of a room now taken up by this printing press but probably that equipment just needed to be correctly utilized, and it's being uh, handled by individuals who have this point of insanity. They're not utilizing their stuff. They're not utilizing their people. They're not utilizing their spaces. They're not utilizing their equipment. The rule is, from Mr. Robert, the rule is if you've got it, use it. If you can't use it, get rid of it. So then he goes on to say this most specifically applies to people. If you've got a man, use him. If you can't use him, get him over to someone who can use him. If he isn't useful, train him. He says, anyone who can't figure out how to use people, equipment, and spaces to obtain valuable final products is not worthy of the name of executive, end quote. Okay, can we take this resource? Can we take this person and utilize him? Like, oh, no, no, we're going to fire half the staff because, you know, times are hard. You may as well just say, you know what? I really, I stink at utilization. So I'm going to get rid of half of these people. You're saying the same thing. Somehow or another, you're not deploying these resources, these people, so that they can produce products that will lead to valuable final products. I want to remind you that if you've been listening to this series, you probably know what a valuable final product is, but if you don't, so Mr. Hubbard defines it as something that can be exchanged with other activities in return for support. The support usually adds up to food, clothing, shelter, money, tolerance, and cooperation, goodwill. So that's from 25 March, 1971. Okay, an organization that cannot produce a valuable final product, in other words, something that can be exchanged outside of its activity with other activities like customers or other businesses in return for support, obviously, is a worthless organization. It's not going to survive. And any of these valuable final products have to be made up of earlier products achieved. If you listen to the um, various episodes on the organizing board. It's made very, very clear. But a product is something that has been completed, that is exchangeable and has been exchanged for a valuable. So, you know, a receptionist produces a wonderful product or for her, it's a valuable final product for the organization. It is a product, which is communications easily and pleasantly accepted and correctly delivered. Something along those lines would be a a product or a valuable final product of a receptionist or a product of the organization that leads to the valuable final product of the organization. You follow? So uh, we have all these people and uh, we're going to get rid of them because we we can't figure out how to use them to produce valuable final products. So Mr. Hubbard says here, quote, anyone who can't figure out how to use people, equipment, and spaces... obtain valuable final products is not worthy of the name of executive, end quote. You want to call yourself an executive? I'm going to get rid of half my staff. Yeah, that means you're not an executive, doesn't it? Because you can't figure out how to use these people to produce valuable final products. Look, uh, circumstances change, economics change, environments change. One has to be able to Adapt to those things. You need people to do that. You know. Okay. Now look. Instead of having all these guys handing out flyers, maybe they'd be on the phones, or maybe they shouldn't be on the phones anymore. Maybe they should be handing out flyers. Or you follow. So it's something like, or maybe we should be assembling a better mailing list. You know, we serviced all these customers for the last thirty years, and now you know because uh, of the economy or the pandemic or whatever it is. You know, we're not as busy as we used to be, so we're going to lay off a bunch of people. Instead of what. How about we contact all these these customers we've been servicing for 30 years or, or used to service maybe 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago. They haven't been in communication with the organization. They probably thought we died with the pandemic. Who knows? They need communication. Why don't we take some of these people and figure out how to get them to communicate to these former customers and make sure they know we're still alive and that we still exist? All right. So this is just. These are some examples. Or, 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 or. What about you know? Clean up the place. Paint it. Sharpen it up. Take care of the grounds. You know. Um, How can we better service people? How can we utilize these people to increase the value of our service and the uh, speed of our service? If you can't figure that stuff out, you're not an executive. So I'll just repeat that because it bears repeating. Anyone who can't figure out how to use people, equipment, and spaces to obtain valuable final products is not worthy of the name of executive. Reversely, we get what an executive or foreman is. is a great definition. An executive or foreman is one who can obtain, train, and use people, equipment, and spaces to economically achieve valuable final products. That definitely bears repeating. Okay? Reversely, we get what an executive or foreman is. An executive or foreman is one who can obtain, train, and use people, equipment, and spaces to economically achieve valuable final products, end quote. You don't see a lot of valuable final products happening in an organization? Well, I'll tell you where to look. Look at the executive, because the executive is obviously not being able to obtain train and use people, equipment, and spaces to to economically achieve valuable final products. So then he goes on to say this, Mr. Harper goes on, he says, some are very skilled in preparing people, systems, equipment, property, and spaces to be used. But if these then go to someone who does not use them, you get a bad breakdown. So you've got people who are expert at creating lines uh, and terminals, putting things together so that the, the, the group can produce but you better put it in the hands of a true executive who can use people. All right. And then he goes on to say this, listen to this. The welfare state and its inflation is a sad commentary on, quote, executive ability, end quote. How about that? Right? Sort of gives you some idea of the skill of the executive, the executive skill of some of the people, the so-called leaders in this country, right? What a joke. Anyway, I'm not criticizing any specific leader, by the way, or any particular party. We're not going there. All right. It's chronic. It's all over. It's a group point of insanity. All right. And remedied, it's a point of group sanity. All right. So he goes on to say this An executive whose people are idle and whose material is decaying is a traitor to his people and the org, just that, or he will destroy them all. End quote. Wow. This is why some of my members, when they've studied for a little bit, go, you know what? I'm actually in treason. It's a specific condition. We talk about it in an earlier episode, but he's basically saying, I betrayed my people. I betrayed my group because I'm not correctly utilizing them or the spaces or the equipment. Howard goes on to say this. Utilization requires a knowledge of what the valuable final products are and how to make them, end quote. Okay. That's a very good step to take if you're being an executive. Make sure you know what your valuable final products are and make sure you know how to make them. Simple enough. And then he says this action which doesn't result in a final product that adds up to valuable final products is destructive no matter how innocent it seems. Now look, let's take a look at production because, you know, if we throw a party for the staff, you can say, well, you know, that's not very productive. (laughs) Kidding me? What does it do for the affinity of the group members to each other, to the camaraderie, to the general tone and spirit of the group? No, that's all products don't just add up in tables and chairs and dollar signs. Products can also be a person elevated or helped or more uh, extroverted and more skilled and happier, more uplifted. These are all products too. Don't forget, don't think that this is all, you know all about objects and machinery and, you know, haircuts. It's, it's also about how people are doing. Okay. So, but he says action, which doesn't result in a final product that adds up to valuable final products is destructive. No matter how innocent it seems. Oh, look, you know, I don't know what to do with the kids. You know, we all have to do this. We have to do that. And we're busy tonight. So, uh, let them just play their video games. Whatever they are called these days, I don't know if they're still called video games. But you know, look at—I'm not going to get on a soapbox, and I—and I, I understand that I may not fully track with you know what is useful or what is a utilization for children today. But I somehow feel like being camped in front of a television—I mean, that was going on when I was growing up. Okay, good. You know, th- this is innocent. Uh, it doesn't add, add up to a valuable final product. The kid's not more able. He's not more uplifted. He's not more spirited. He's not more energetic. He's not in better shape. He's not healthier. He's not, he's learned nothing, but we put him in front of the TV for three hours a day because that gives us uh, the opportunity to do other things. And we're not distracted by the kids. I, they, we have that beautiful little distraction machine, which produces no valuable final product. And now look at society, you know, and and these days, I guess it's the video games. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not going to pretend I know, but I see some kid Sort of mesmerized by his uh, phone or his uh, whatever you call him tablet, you know. I'm like, oh my god! I, I just feel like there's waste going on there, a, a lack of utilization. Kids that you know growing up on farms, and you know, I I spent a lot of my youth in farms. It was kind of like, yeah, you know, you, you know, he's six years old. You know, can he can he drive a tractor yet? You know, uh, let's put him to work. This is these are our our most reliable hands. We don't have to pay him anything. We just got to feed him a lot. But anyway. You get the idea. And those kids generally grow up pretty sane, able to produce valuable final products. They have a good work ethic. I'm sure you've probably observed that. And they know that they have to produce valuable final products. So even though it doesn't seem too destructive to just put them on some mindless activity, uh, per this, it's pretty destructive indeed. Okay. So then he goes on to say this. Now I love this. He says, man has a planet as a valuable final product. Have you ever thought about what's the valuable final product of mankind. Hubbard says, Man has a planet as a valuable final product. Improper use of the countries and seas, air, and masses which compose it will wind up with the destruction of man, all life on it, and the usefulness of the planet. So, proper utilization, and he emphasizes the word proper, so proper utilization of anything is a very real factor. Oh, you have all these scientists. Let's have them create weapons of mass destruction. Let's enable us to destroy a country with the push of a button. That's really good utilization. Meanwhile, you know, the seas are clogged up with garbage and can't hardly eat a fish anymore. That's not going to poison you. I mean, this is... This is not correct utilization. It's not proper utilization. That's, how he's, that's the word he's using. And Mr. Hubbard goes on. He says, the 19th century industrialists, like the mad kings who built great structures, used up men. They didn't properly use men. So the difference between using people and using up people. You know you're using up people when they drop dead in their tracks. That's a, a dramatic example. But, you know. Anyway, I'm sure you can figure out the difference between using, properly using, properly using people and using up people. And then he goes on and says this, and not using them at all. The current fad is the most deadly of all. Have we not seen a bunch of that in the last two years? Stay at home. Don't work. Here's some money. Do great. No, they're not going to do great because they're not involved with productive things. They're not being utilized. And finally, he says, utilization is a big subject. It applies to resources, capabilities, and many other factors. The question being asked in all cases is, how can we use this to economically obtain a valuable final product? Failing to answer that question gives one the mysteries of life, end quote. This one question, not answered. Gives one the mysteries of life. I wonder what it's all about. I wonder what's going on. I wonder about this. I wonder about that. You know what you're wondering? You're not being utilized to produce a valuable final product. People are not being utilized to produce valuable final products. And the valuable final product of mankind? A planet. A real planet. All right. That wraps it up for this week's episode. Uh, maybe went on a little bit longer. You can tell it's a subject <laughs> we have a little bit of passion for over here. But anyway, hope you got a lot out of it. Uh, let us know. Give us a like if you liked it. Uh, leave us some comments. We enjoy reading those. Write us at info at wiseeastus.org. Let us know how you're doing with these points of group sanity. All right. Okay. Until next week. Thanks for listening.